Hello, listeners. On this show, I talk with everyday African Americans who were able to transform their passions and struggles into their dreams. I'm your host, Moses Tillman Young, and welcome to the Black Gold Podcast. Hello, listeners. This guest is from the UK and not from the United States, and therefore he is not an African American, uh, but he is black, and it furthers the goal for this show, which is to share our culture's experience worldwide. I just wanted to be completely transparent for you guys, so let's get into the episode. In this episode, I interview Arn Terry. He is a blogger, YouTuber, and business coach who lives in Manchester, UK. In our conversation, Arn and I discuss the benefits of blogging, how he used what he learned during the 2008 recession to the pandemic of 2020. And I share on how learning Biblical Greek opens your eyes to the various hidden truths of God's Word. You sent me a, a message or so, maybe on, was it on um, yeah, Facebook? Yeah, Facebook. Yeah. And I've, I've just had so many different messages because I've been in content creation mode and I've just literally ignored all the messages. I've just had to keep in the moment and the flow. So we're speaking at last. So we're gratitude and thank you so much. Uh, you're welcome. So welcome to the Black Gold Podcast. Yeah. How are yeah. you doing today? Yeah. Like I said, I'm great. It's been it's been a good day. It's been snowing in Manchester, UK. Been out with my daughter um, in lockdown in the UK at the moment. Um, so I've got three kids, uh, two of them are in school, but obviously due to lockdown they're at home. And my youngest is near near enough free. So we've just been having a blast today. It's just been a good day. That's, that's really nice. I'm doing very well. Very well. Uh I'm I'm in Texas. So yeah, you know it's yeah. really nice. It's uh sunny some days, cold some yeah. other days. And yeah. So it's, yeah. Simply you know, weather changes, but it's pretty much consistent in terms yeah. of how it is. You know, cool breeze, nice sunshine. Oh, so now I'm nice just jealous. Yeah. <laughs> like Manchester, UK is no, this is glorious actually this time of the, now for Manchester because normally the past six, seven, eight years, um, always through um, pretty much through um, November through to Jan and Feb, it's just wet, it's cold. Um, but this, this year, um, it's been cold, obviously, but it's yeah. been snowing, it's been snowing, it's been dry, you know. Uh, Manchester, UK, is just not known for being wet and grey. But this year has been, well, the last few months has been really nice. It's been, it's, you know, blue skies, etc. Yeah. Have you always lived in Manchester? Um, London, um, from uh, England all my life. But yeah, me, born in London and then moved over to um, to Manchester. Um, so been in Manchester most of my life, to be honest with you. I've moved to Manchester when I was a little little baby. Um, so, yeah, I call Manchester my home for now. 
um, but it's not my home forever. Yeah. So when did you start your um, your your digital business? Um, I went live about a year ago. Um, went live a year ago, but in the in the back side, in the, the back end of it, um, I've been doing like you know when you was allowed to go and do seminars and stuff like that. I was meeting people very seminars and. Um, obviously paying for uh, um, course after course and getting into focus groups and getting onto um, mastermind groups and then I started giving yeah. um, as you do when you start out you can start giving free advice out and start doing you know free coaching calls free mentoring calls etc etc and then COVID hit and I was like do you know what forget it. I'm just gonna go live and so so I literally just went live in Feb I think it was Feb um, 20, um, 2020, and just thought, yeah, because um, um, just to give you a bit more of a backstory, I've, I've run my recruitment business. And um, so I've got an international recruitment business that, that I've run. Um, but that obviously took a hit due to COVID last year, this time last year. Um, so that's when I thought, I'm just going to launch another business, which was that. And I started helping people turn a passion or hobby to profit and just help people um, get on social media by way of uh, blogging, starting a YouTube channel. So the focus was for, for people in the in the times of obviously COVID times, people who'd never created a blog before or never really been on social media, or you've been on social media for maybe you know for, for a number of years, but you didn't you you was a consumer. So what I do is change people from a consumer to a creator. Okay, so how would one go from being a consumer to being a creator yeah simple start creating <laughs> create your blog um create a blog start blogging um create a youtube channel and start posting stuff it's it's as simple as that but people don't know where to start and they don't know how to start or people get too too afraid and think you need to do so many different things so it's one of those things you know you you only know uh, sorry, you don't know what you don't know. So I help yeah. people start a blog, which is the most simplest thing because people start to procrastinate and give excuses. I, I don't I don't want my face to be on this, so I don't want to do that. So I'm like, okay, well, start a blog. So that's the main reasons why um, I start with blogging because you can hide behind the words and you don't even have to put your own blog posts on there. You can obviously copy posts um, as long as you um, um, dating it back to source or linking it back to source, I should say. And um, so, yeah, it's just basically that that's how you become a content creator and you um, take the take the focus, focus, sorry. Uh, you, you repeat it, you do it again, repeat it, do it again, repeat it, do it again, repeat it, do it again, repeat it. Guess what? <laughs> you do it again. As simple as that. So that's what I get people um, to do. And, and that's what I've got a digital course on, you know, running 24 seven because as we know, the internet doesn't sleep. So it's starting your own, you know, making your own content uh, creation on, it's, it's on social what, media. It's what it's whatever you want to it's whatever you want to make it. Um, so so I don't I don't put a um, it's going to be this it's going to revolutionise anything. It's very very simple. If you want to turn a passion or a hobby into profit, it's simple as that. So if you've got a passion or if you've got a hobby, if you want to turn it into profit, do that. If you want to learn a new skill. And just learn, have a new skill. Um, do that if you want to have fun. Just something to have fun. Do that. But I always say to everyone, make sure you have fun along the way. So it's literally as simple as that. I do not complicate. I do not use big words. It is very simple. It is 
literally turn your passion or hobby into profit. Prime example, um, obviously due to COVID lockdowns, say if you are someone who works in a wine bar <clears throat> and their wine bars are now shut down, um, then what, what do you do? Um, I would say to someone, well, are you passionate about that? Yeah, I love it. Okay, what's your hobby? My hobby is about to talk about different cocktails and mi mixology, right? Cool. Yeah. Well, you can start a blog about that, right? Okay, well, what do you mean? Well, start start typing, or you don't have to put your own written word down. I'll direct you to the, um, an article site where you where there's thousands of different um, blog posts about mixology or about fine wine or whatever, or affordable wine, whatever it is. And you just do your blog after blog, after blog, after blog, after blog. And then, um, then I'm talking, teach them to um, do the, the written word. And obviously with motion picture or with video, whatever you want to call it. And I say to them, okay, what now we're going to do as well, we're going to uh, embed the a YouTube video onto your blog. So I'm capturing the, the written word and also motion picture as well. Uh, and then the next thing is people saying, well, how can I turn that into profit? That's just me just posting content on there. Then the next stage is to obviously um, go into sites, for the, 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 the most um, obvious site is Amazon, become an Amazon associate, an affiliate, or whatever you want to call it, um, sign up to that. And then when you blog in, you put in different wines on there or spirits. So if you talk about mixology, obviously, um, you, talk, you can be putting on bits of products, on, on, on the site. So, you, you yeah. know, you, you know the deal. Um, so, so that's what I teach people to do. And then the next phase and stage is then you create your YouTube channel, exactly the same thing and you cross pollinate. So any links or references that you've got, you put onto YouTube um, comments um, on your YouTube channel. Uh, and then, not, then the, the thing is, it's just consistency. I always say to people, if you're looking to make, you know, $10,000 pounds, euros, whatever it is, a month um, very quickly then this isn't for you this is this is something where you're just going to consistently do something within a matter of time and if you keep consistent with it you will then meet more like-minded people you may start to earn a lot make a lot more money from it you may you may not but the main thing is it's a hobby it's a passion even if you're in an extra thousand dollars a month from from it then it's more than what you had in the, in the first place and then what also will happen as well is if you are consistently i'm well, I'm I won't, don't quote me on this, but what could happen, I should say, is if you're consistently talking about something with a, with a passion and if you've got that kind of look or that in, inspiration, then who knows, a company may pull you up and pick you up and want you to jump onto their show channel or do product placement because we, we know where it's all going in social media. It's more more influencers. So you could be picked up as an influencer to do product product placement like we're speaking now. You know, I could have something like exact you know, this, I could have it pointed that way so you can see obviously yeah, the, the microphone. Maker, the, the mic maker the mic. So yeah, so that's what I teach people about, you know, it's about getting you know if you, if you do want to take it that step further that's what it could lead to but you always bring it back and say to the you know say to people rein it in it's about content creation it's about being a producer and it's about having fun along the way so it's taking people's passion to dreams and then it is putting it onto social media in the written word through a blog, video mm -hmm. through YouTube. Yeah. And you can even like extract the audio from that video and turn it into a, a podcast if you want. Exactly. To. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't 
personally do the call I do a course on podcasting um but I say to them if you want to get into it then obviously you can do that but but what I do it, it depends what course to go into so th- that's the basic course but there's other course what, what I do put on there which is uh, more in depth uh, in, um, training on like affiliate marketing if you want to go into the affiliate side um going you know selling other people's products uh, and then also um twitter training as well if you want to be more uh, impactful on twitter uh, and just you know facebook training as well when you if you do want to create your uh, ad account start running ads on there as well so it, it just it just depends but i always um you know people who are at the very very first beginning i just you know say start on the basic course and then if you do want to obviously go to the more event then you, you do so or if you just want to go into a full course and then you do it. Yeah. I just recently started a, uh, another podcast called the, the side gig podcast. Where you okay. Yeah. Podcast about your, your side gig, your passion yeah. project. And it's really simple. Cause if you mm. have a project, like you're talking about, like you say, use your YouTube videos. Yeah. Uh, for example, put that onto your blog, your written mm. word. What you then can do is you can extract the audio from that and just put it on a podcast, you know, mm-hmm. have a pre-recorded intro, yeah. pre-recorded outro, and then you just have that be your, you know, your yeah. podcast. And yeah. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. It can just be yeah. simple. It can even be like the same thing. The written word, it can be the same thing in the video. It can be the same thing in the, the audio, but it's just uh, different methods of, of consuming the uh the 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 content like yeah exactly yeah like you're eating at a restaurant you can have like a a pizza itself or you could have a pizza in a blender you could have yeah yeah exactly pizza sauce pizza sauce gas yeah (laughs) yeah the ah gastronomy molecular gastronomy type of thing so you can have the same simple content in like a plethora of forms that would yeah. allow you to then reach many people because you know people don't have time to necessarily sit down and read a blog post or watch mm-hmm. a video mm-hmm. but they can listen to it on tape they can listen yeah. to it on podcast and so it's the idea of just you know getting what you love out there in a way yeah. that is that people would want to consume it and right now like the huge thing is uh is audiobooks podcasting and yeah. um like videos you can listen to passively, yeah. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Podcasting, uh, and all, for, for me, it's Amazon Audio, audio which I'm on constantly. Um, it's it's gone absolutely huge. It's gone huge. So so yeah, just that that that's literally what what I do, which is just get people online. And and, and the unfortunate thing is, if people aren't doing it now, they're just going to be lost because within the next five years, it's all going to be changing in terms of how we um, what work should we say. Because, uh, as, as mentioned, recruitment is my main um, main role, uh, and I've been doing recruitment for 15 years. Uh, and the uh, recruitment force or roles have changed dramatically over the last decade. Um, so, because of what's happening with um, um, COVID, uh, it's changed the recruitment industry again. Technology has now taken a massive upward spike. Um, because of um, it's forcing people to consume more content. It's forcing people to use more um, technology like 
Zoom, which we're on now, yeah. uh, Teams, um, any of the other um, platforms out there, um, Skype, et cetera, et cetera, um, because we can't meet each other as much as we could do, you know, um, before um, 2019, you know, the, the last conference I went to, and I, I was actually laughing about it with one of my um, one of my close friends. I think it was Feb um, 2020, the beginning of Feb or maybe end of Jan, um, was the last seminar that we went to, and we heard kind of COVID in the background. We were laughing about it and just yeah. saying, "Oh yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine." Um, we'll book the next set. We'll book, we'll book another seminar. Come, uh, I think we're meant to go in one in May. Yeah, May 2020. We're meant to go see Tony Robbins because um, he was he was over meant to be over in Birmingham. Must you know? Tony Robbins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, he, he was coming to Birmingham, uh, UK. Um, so we're booking in to, to meet, uh, not meet him, but obviously go to one of his seminars, but obviously that got cancelled. So it's, it's just crazy. So now everything, yeah. like all these big seminars that are meant to happen, it's all done virtually and it's all done online. So it's just focused technology that way. And obviously all the jobs, jobs are dropping, but the demand for technology is going up. So there's a good and bad with it as well, because it means that a lot of um, people, there's new jobs being created um, but it's jobs where you sat behind the screen where you can work from home. But if you don't upskill in the technology, you're left behind and you're looking for a job, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, you don't like the the knowledge of how, you know, like Zoom works or how Teams yeah. work. Yeah. And so you are, yeah, you're always trying to catch up. And yeah. then catching up, you get left behind with mm-hmm. every new up, updated version, updated yeah. software, updated yeah. tool. Um, when you talk about, recruitment what do you recruit for um so it's a erp enterprise resource planning and um, so the best companies just to mention which you which you may be aware of is like oracle um sap um salesforce as a past software as a product uh, SAP yeah software yeah as a product. okay yeah so it's so it's, it's those technologies that i recruit for um, so it's people who implement those systems. So people from the top, like your, um, your program directors or your head of the program, right through to your architects in terms of, I'm not talking about a building architect and stuff, yeah. your, your enterprise, your technical, your solutions, your infrastructure architects, that's piecing the system together. Or should I say, um, yeah, kind of like, yeah, piece and system together. And then people who are more on the ground as well, like your functional consultants. Um, so I, I put together teams of people who will go into a um, into a role and then do a an international, international rollout on that ERP system. So it could be a, a, an upgrade or it could just, or, or it could be a, a full blown new implementation. So yeah, that's what I do. It's um, high, high salary, high um, day rate um, candidates I work with. Okay, so how does how did you get into that? How did you get started in recruiting for, like as you say, being an ERP for for software companies? Um, fell into it. Um, you know, back back in the day, it's like fifteen years ago. And no one really wants to be a recruitment consultant. No one, uh, well, maybe a heavy thing to say, but not many people said, you know, I want to go and be a recruitment consultant. I just did a sales job. I 
shops, um, did door-to-door sales, knocking on doors, um, and then did something else, went to more sales, and then basically someone said, you know, um, you'll be good for to become a recruitment consultant. So it's, I didn't go straight into um, software or technical or IT. Um, the first, in fact, the first recruitment role that I had was um, was literally just finding pickers, packers, faultless truck drivers. So your lowest, lowest skilled and um, kind of low pay roles. Um, but I realised that that wasn't me at all. Um, uh, I loved recruitment, but I didn't love that industry that I was recruiting for. So um my, it was actually my brother that gave me the advice because he's a at the time he was a project manager a, a contractor and he said well if you like recruitment um stay in recruitment but why don't you go into something that pays more he said me as a project manager as a contractor i get paid this amount of money so you'll be able to charge more fees for it make more money for yourself so so that's how i got into into technical into a technical role but it took a couple of years for me to find my feet as with anything in the career and um, so it probably took me about three years to maybe four years to actually get into erp you kind of find work where you work better and for me i i don't i don't like high volume um roles uh, i like low volume um big salaries or um big fees or whatever you want to call it so the best way to think about it is you know if, if you're in re- if you're in real estate and um, i went from selling you know two bed three bed homes um to going on to kind of you know small size mansions instead where those roles those homes don't come out often but when they do and you do the deal on it it's it's lucrative versus selling a multiple of uh, small homes. I'm not saying that's the right or wrong. It just depends where you prefer to be in, and I prefer to be in the in the low volume, high high salary market. Yeah, like selling high ticket products rather than selling. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, low ticket under hundred yeah. dollar. Yeah. yeah, interesting. So, um, <laughs> you did all of this. You were in in London, and then he moved to Manchester. Um, you said he did this 15 years ago. How did the uh, yeah the session of, of 2008, how did that affect what you were doing? Right, so, um, so yeah, so um, as I was starting my recruitment career in 2008, it was, uh, it was very, very interesting. So keeping it quite tight, um, because it is a long story, but I'll keep it short. Um, so everything stopped. And so just think of what's happening right now in terms of, uh, you know, uncertainty, um, people not knowing what's going on with the, with the jobs or the roles. By, you know, to the people who, who aren't familiar with the 2008 recession, it was literally the, the financial crash when all the invest, investment banks went under. Uh, and in the UK, um, our um, high street banks, um, many went under and the, the, the larger ones had to get government bailout. Um, I don't know what the, the, what the amount of money was, um, but what that meant was the, the whole economy and industry just completely collapsed, which in turn when there's uncertainty the first thing to stop is recruitment sales marketing you know people listen to this will probably understand what 
because it's happening at, at the moment. It happened yeah. prior, you know, 2020. So the first thing that was stopping was recruitment, sales, marketing. So that happened in 20, uh, 2008, sorry. Um, so it, it was extremely tough. So back then, um, I had just... Uh, I think it just make sure make sure I get the dates right. In two thousand five, I bought my first home uh, with my fiance. And um, two thousand and um, seven, we got married. Uh, and in two thousand eight, we had our first child. Um, and then as you, as you can imagine, when you buy a house, get married, have a child it's financially um, straining, should should I say? Um, so. So the the financial stream was there anyway, but it, it was kind of fine because obviously we had a safe job. Um, but my job was uh, commission based, uh, not commission based. Sorry, it was highly dependent on, on commission with a with a low basic at that time. Um, so what that meant was the basic didn't cover my outgoings. In turn, my commission drops because no one was recruiting. One of my big clients was Bear Stearns, the large investment bank who went under. Um, so literally everything kind of unraveled in, in the in the wrong way, which meant that I had to go and get a, uh, a second job. Um, so when I got a second job at um, a, a supermarket known as Tesco Supermarket, um, literally, so my week looked like working in recruitment, doing my 50, 60 hours a week. But on the Thursday and a Friday night, I would finish my recruitment job, go straight over there, go and work in the warehouse for six six hours. Uh, and then on a Saturday, I would do a, um, I think it was a, a nine till seven. On a Sunday, I would do a 10 till four. So I did what majority of people did and, and still do, which is just run and, and get a second job. Um, and just work like crazy, hustle as much as I can to bring some money in. And then I had to sell my car at the time. I believed and thought I deserved a nice car. Um, so I, I sold that um, because obviously the money wasn't coming in. And then I bought a, I don't know what you guys call it, a lemon or whatever, but I bought a banger. Yeah. Um, so the, the car that I bought was was so, so bad. Um, it, it, this, this, <laughs> this car was so bad that... Um, after I bought it, the speedometer, speedometer stopped working. Um, so I literally had to judge how fast I was going. This is no joke. I had to judge how fast I was going by looking at the revs, depending on what gear I was in. So when I was in third <laughs> gear, I checked the revs. When I was in fourth gear, I checked Right, okay. And I, and, I, and I dealt with that car for, I think, about 11 months with with. Maybe a bit, bit less than that with no speedo. That's not the thing. The, the window wipers stopped working wow. as well. Um, like I said, the electrics went, so they had no indicator. So I was putting my arm out the window to do a, to do a, a, a signal. So um, yeah, now I can laugh about it. But then it was it was very tough on on the mindset. So yeah. you know, it was guilt, it was frustration, it was embarrassment. Uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't a good place at all, um, especially when you when you've got a young family and everything should be great and going well. Uh, and you know, people that will be listening uh, to the podcast, um, they they'll they'll know. Um, hopefully, they're not going through this. All they've got got past this, uh, but they may know someone that's been in that tough situation and just and just hustled their way through it. Um, in hindsight, what I should have done really is picked up a different proper side hustle and, and ran with that. But I did what the majority did do, which was just go and get 
a second job and you'll trade more of my time for, for money. And so I had no time to myself, I had no time for my family. Um, morale was down, energy was down, everything was down, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it's just one of those things where you just, um, when you're in the storm, you can either stay there and drown or you keep going. So I literally just kept going and, uh, and I just did what I could do to get through it. And then um, thankfully the market picked up um, the next year and I started obviously um, um, selling again. So so that's kind of my, my backstory in, in recruitment. But, you know, fast forward until today, I skilled up. I kind of got obsessed as well. The unfortunate thing was I had the entrepreneurial spirit to do my own thing. But because of this, um in 2008 2009 it kind of knocked me and scared me a lot um being in the or going into the unknown so i did the opposite and i worked really hard i took too much um rubbish from senior managers or directors because i just wanted to climb the corporate ladder and um, so anyone you know listens to this you know don't take you no know, bs from people you know be, be, be yourself and do what you need to do don't make my mistakes and um, so i literally just took a load of rubbish from the corporate because i was climbing the ladder um, don't get me wrong i climbed up quite well i became a senior consultant to a principal consultant to a um, team leader to a manager to a head of practice um, and then, you know, got myself up to a, a six figure um, package um, being a you know, mentor in my team, um, coaching my team, giving them targets, being a hiring firer. So yeah, I, you know, it kind of paid off, but I, kind of, I, I quit that uh, and then decided to work, set my own company and earn nothing as an entrepreneur. <laughs> So coming back from that, that, that huge setback, uh, was there anything that you used? Were there any tools that you um, had, you had um, collected over that period of time that you've then decided would be good for implementation now? Yeah, hundred percent. Great question. So, um, so yeah, a, a lot of it was, um, my mindset to be, to be honest with you. And that's what I talk a lot of, um, when, when I'm talking coaching, mentoring people, I'm always talking about, about the mindset. So, um, I kind of would, would say to myself, I'm too focused to fail. Um, because there's that, I don't know if it was in the, in, in the U S as well, back in 2008, 2009, but there was a, there was a saying going on with the banks in the UK saying that too big to fail. And so yeah. that, that was a big slogan, too big to fail, too big to fail. So that's why I had to get bailed out. So I used to say to myself, I'm too focused to fail. Um, so that's why I just kept the focus, kept going and kept going. Uh, and it was also learning from mistakes as well. I made many mistakes. Uh, again, uh, try to keep this as con- condensed as possible. I looked into um, um, trading. Um, I just dabbled at it, didn't really do anything with it. I didn't apply myself. Uh, and then, uh, then I can't remember there's something else I looked into as well. Well, it might have been some form of drop shipping. It was actually, it was like some form, sort of form of getting an e-commerce website. But again, I was just yeah. like, I just didn't focus on one thing. Um, and then, then the, um, the, the left side of my brain kicked back in again and said, no, being a, a secure, safe job, don't go and looking for something else. So, so for now it's, um, it's the knowing, um, I, I, 
the, the knowing and the confidence. So that's what I brought into into today, into 2021, which is uh, I, I know myself now. Uh, and obviously, if I do have any doubts, um, I, I know how to deal with them, which is for me personally, it's um, it's just um, going just forgetting about it for a bit, going to meditate, maybe going for a run, maybe doing some, you know, some of the breathing exercises. Um, so it's, it's just, and in fact, one, one thing that I would say is, um, I, I feel it is difficult as well, what I went through. I feel that majority of people need to go through that kind of pain. Um, because, you know, if you're not going through a, a challenge in your life, then and you don't know, and they don't overcome it then if something else comes up you're never going to overcome that again and so for me it helps me with solutions it helps me think fast it helps me help other people as well because i can then tell my story to other people and say listen this is how i've overcome it this is what i did to do about it and i'm not saying that um, everyone would agree i don't even agree with the initial side of me just going and, and getting the second job uh, in hindsight, I could have done something a bit smarter online um, to, to make some more money, free up some time for myself. But, uh, you know, as, as I said, at that time, I didn't know, I didn't have that experience that, you know, you, you can make, you know, a thousand, ten thousand, whatever it is, uh, a month just by um, setting something up online and, and automating it. So now I'll talk about um, digital, so now I'll talk about online. And they educate people. I, you know, I say to people, you just need to look at the the richest, uh, most powerful companies in the world. Um, they don't own any. Of, they don't own anything. But yet, the owners of the company are billionaires. You know, so you can say Uber. They don't own any taxi cars. But yet, the the founders of Uber are billionaires. You know, Airbnb, um, Booking.com. They don't own any real estate or they don't own any, any hotels. Um, but yeah, the, the founders are a billionaire, you know, Facebook, I can, I can go on Facebook, LinkedIn, yeah. just, just think about all these companies, which are all online and digital. They don't own anything. They don't own anything, but the billionaires, eBay, they don't, they don't have any products. Amazon, they don't create anything, but the owners are billionaires, you know, so I, you know, I can go on and on. So that, that's what I teach people is if you don't embrace online, if you don't embrace digital, then unfortunately you can get lost. So I, I take people a bit down a story, you know, um, for example, Kodak, uh, who made, made the camera, they they actually invented the digital camera. I can't remember what, what year, I think it was something like 1974 or something like that, but they shelved the digital camera um, because they didn't want to upset their customers. Um, but they were sat on a gold mine there, which could have literally increased their wealth beyond control. But they sat yeah. on it and, and the loss, the loss to the competition. So I, I talk to people about embracing online digital and then going through the story about again. Um, don't know if you're familiar with Blockbuster. Don't know how old you are, um, but Blockbuster. So yeah, so um, again, um, a, a little company that you may know of called uh, Netflix. They knocked on Blockbuster's door and said they wanted to partner, partner up with him. And Blockbuster just told them to go away like there was some sort of an ant. And at the time, Netflix were. No one heard of Netflix at the time. Netflix wanted to revolutionize um, how we watch movies, um, how we rent movies. But 
again, blockbusters thought they were too big to fail. So this is what I talk about. And this is what I talk about in my courses, how I coach people and say, you need to embrace digital. You need to embrace online. You know, I, I could give more stories about this, but, you know, I'm, I guess I'm making the point uh, on this topic where it's just getting bigger. It's just getting more, um, it's just getting faster. And then we've got 5G that's rolled out now and, and we're working on 6G. We, you know, 5G is not even done yet. And they're already talking about 6G. So te technology is here to stay. The genie has been out of the bottle. So you can either keep, you know, ranting and raving about technologies getting grown too fast and then you can fall behind or you can embrace it and use it to help others. So that's what I do. I use it to help others. I use it for people to turn the passion or the hobby into profit. I use it for people to become um, um, verbal, uh, and I'm also um, now trying to get into some um, some schools as well at the moment to see if I can can roll this out uh, as as a program for for um, for teenagers uh, on how to create a blog uh, at least for the basic stuff as well because you know when you have to do a um, a YouTube channel it gets a bit more complicated with you know age restrictions and doing video and stuff like that so I've, the easiest way like I said is a blog because you don't have to have your, your face on it. It doesn't have to be visual. Um, so the power of blogging is fantastic. Same with obviously setting, setting your, your podcast show up as well. Uh, cause you, it's just audio, audio as well. Um, so yeah, that, that's what I'm looking to do. I'm looking to help as many people around the world as possible. And I'm also working on something, uh, very exciting uh, behind closed doors at the moment, uh, which, which will be released. Um, I'm sure sometime in 2021. Wow, that's nice. Um, <laughs> so what would you do, knowing what you know right now, um, what would you have done in 2008, uh, getting online and starting an online business? Uh, what would you do in 2021 going forward, knowing what you know? with an online business? What would it be your business or would it be your model? How would you start it up and start getting revenue? Um, well, I would practice what I preach. So I'd be saying to someone at the moment now, um, if, if you're not online or if you're just, you know, scrolling through the, the occasional Facebook posts or Instagram posts, because most people nowadays on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, uh, I, I would say, you know, at least you've started, you, you are online, but you're a consumer. So the first thing I would, I would do is, okay, first of all, think about what you're passionate about. Because the, the thing is, if you're not into something or passionate about something, you don't have a hobby, um, then this isn't going to work because you're going to pick it up. And then three weeks later, four months later, you're just going to go, you know, it's not worth it. I'm not enjoying it. But the reason why you're not enjoying it because it's not your passion. So I'll say the first thing is you need to think about what am I passionate about? What's my hobby? So that's the first thing. So you pick your topic, you pick your niche, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and then um, again, like I, like I said, I would start off with, with blogging. I would start getting the written word out there because it's, it's safe, it's secure. You can get the information on there. And then on, on the blog, um, which I show on my course, you, I show you how to get the posts on there from from um, from um, from YouTube, how to post it on there as well. But then when you start to become more confident and then I show you how to create a YouTube channel, guess what? You're not using other people's content from YouTube, using your own content from YouTube and post it onto your blog. So you then push more information on there as well. And then... What you're also doing as well is you're becoming a, 
Amazon affiliate. You sell information on um, other products on there as well. And you can also set up your, um, you could, could become an affiliate for other products as well. So anything out there, you know, anything to do with, say, if, you, if you're into health and fitness, you could be an affiliate for a company selling gym equipment to diet pills, to whatever, whatever, whatever. So uh, again, if it was me, down the backs um, a couple of tones out and going back if it was me personally um what i know now i'll just be practicing what i preach right now because what i'm doing is i've created a an online digital course uh, which is running 24 7 um and i just literally just need to click a button and i can just promote it into different countries so if i wanted to be promoting it in brazil fine well, the UK, fine. US, fine. Canada, fine. So I'll just push it out there to as many people as possible. Um, they will maybe um, uh, be a bit of a window shopper. Um, but as long as I, they, they come through and they're putting the details, I've got their email address. So then I'll just do a follow-up email. Um, so for me personally, it's creating a digital, it's creating some sort of digital platform or digital course um i'm working like i said i'm working on something very uh, interesting at the moment which which will be uh, and not not which will be which is huge because uh, i've always already seen it in my mind's eye um so uh, maybe on, on a later date we can have another um catch up on on how that's gone on on your podcast show um but it would literally be to tell people to get online start posting um start getting content on there as well and if you into if you got this passion or hobby then what you need to start doing forget following the celebrities forget following the people who aren't helping you become the better version of yourself start following people who are doing something that you want to do so again like i said if it's on the bartender theme if you're you know some famous bartender influencer or someone who's got a lot of um, views if it's someone who's a hairdresser you follow that celebrity hairdresser if it's a fashion icon if it's this you follow all those people you start and what you need to start doing is and this is what i was taught in my course and and gary gary vernature gary v talks about this a lot but i didn't learn this from gary v by the way i learned this on on, on one of my courses um a couple of years back where it's very simple you just literally comment on on every on every post which is within your niche you basically just have that conversation with that community you let them know who you are obviously you don't go in sales you're pushing or try to um, get people to go and check out your website you just have to give some content you have to give something and um, so say for example if again going on to the bartender theme again if you're a mixologist you just talk about what what great cocktails worked for you and what great con cocktails work for the customer and what, what they love to uh, consume and you talk that way and then you start to engage in the community that way and you just let them know hey i'm, I'm new to social media i'm new to building up my um building up my um profile can anyone give me any, any hints hints and tips so it's just about being honest not coming in with an ulterior motive not having an agenda just going listen hey hello I'm on. I've only just started this. This is what I've done. I'm now trying to turn this passion into a profit. This is what I used to do, but due to X or Y reason, you know, my my focus has had to change. And um, can anyone give me any hints or tips? And in return, I'm, I'm obviously you've seen a couple of my posts as well. I've given some of my thoughts on on X topic or Y topic. What are your thoughts? So you start engaging with people, and you know what? Really, really crazy. What will happen? 
literally magic will start happening. You'll start to meet so many different people. Um, for example, if I didn't start this journey, um, I wouldn't have connected with a billionaire. Um, so I literally connected with a, with a billionaire going through my social media um, journey. Um, we had a scheduled call and he was like, listen, you, you know, this is my um, personal um, cell number, don't you? I was like, no, <laughs> I, I said to him, I, I thought this was just like a, like a burner phone or something where you would have a couple of calls and then, and the phone's just gone. It, you're never, never to get your number again. Um, so <clears throat> The great thing is you start to meet people. So I literally had a 45-minute mentoring coaching call with him. And guess what? I've got a billionaire now on speed dial who has set up a business, who sold his, well, didn't sell the business, but he sold, let's just say, an idea um, yeah. for a lot of money. And guess who I went to when I was setting up, starting to set up my new venture? I went to him and he asked yeah. him a few questions. So that's what I'm saying, you know, it will lead you into something magical and something that you didn't realize and expect. So if anyone listens to this, you just need to get out. You just need to get, put some content out there. Um, don't come with any ulterior motive, just be yourself, be honest. Uh, and the thing is, um, it's a game, enjoy it. It's going to take time. That's just the law of the universe. You know, you put the information out there, it's going to take time to come back to you. So you can't, you can't be getting too frustrated if nothing's happening. You know, I've, I've been consistently putting information out there for, for a good amount of time, you know, two, um, well, a year on paper, but behind the scenes, it's been another year behind that. Um, so, you know, it's literally been, been two years of me doing stuff and it's only now um, in 20 you know, back in the 2020, that's when I started to jump onto more podcasts um, because I've, I'm just doing the, I'm doing it the right way. I'm not rushing into it because I know it's a, it's a, it's a life journey for me. Yeah. I, uh, it's funny you should mention that, um, you know, finding people in your niche and contacting them and letting them know that um, you have value uh, I've been doing that for the last couple of months. Um, I in in college. I, I'm currently in college still, mm -hmm. and um, I just completed my minor in biblical Greek. Yeah. And wow. so, yeah. So what I've been doing is I have a bunch of knowledge in my head. I'm really passionate about it, and uh, I've been contacting people about. Um, you know, they, they post on these, on these forums, like, oh, does the, the alpha go over here, over here? Um, what is the, the breakdown of this verb? And so just, you know, responding, adding value, and then having them go back to, to my profile and seeing that I learned da, 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 da. And so DMing me directly. And so it is very, uh, very funny because it's at first it seems as if it's not going to work you know yeah. you were just contacting people no one's getting back to you you know crickets for like the first <laughs> couple of weeks and then yes. <laughs> and all of a sudden you have it's not like just you know one person oh that's nice but it's like a flood like three or four at yeah. once yeah and they just contact you back to back like hey i need help with this is like oh we're getting to nouns now that's really so it's yeah. like this it's it's a process it takes time but yeah. you need to 
you need to know that it's not going to be you put up your first uh you know valuable comment to the person and then they're going to you know sign up for your course directly mm -hmm. but it's going to take at least a month, maybe two months, depending on on, on the niche. If it's yeah. a huge niche yeah. or a small niche, and the value that you that you give to the mm -hmm. person, it's going to take time to build up a certain confidence in that group, a certain confidence mm -hmm. in that form, to allow you to then be you know deemed as an expert in the in the on the topic. Yeah, that they would then you know click on your profile, you know see your photo see your credentials that you've posted on there and yeah. then they'll reach out to you yeah. or offer that you can you know yeah. be a mentor on this group so it's it's yeah it's very funny it takes time um i'm really intrigued and, now so so you've got a course on was it was it, it was greek myth, mythology was it a greek uh, no biblical greek learning right, bi biblical, biblical greek yeah right okay so you've got a course on that yeah. Do, do you run a course now? Wow. Okay. So can you, can you tell, tell me something that that's, that's a, that would just be something good for me to know about what, what you do. Cause I, I'm actually interested with you just saying that now. <laughs> oh, okay. I see like this right now. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So uh biblical Greek, it is the, the, the word, the Greek that is used in the, uh, in the Bible in Jesus' yeah. time. Yeah. And, um, the, uh, the apostles, the, uh, apostle Paul to be particular. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the, like the four gospels, all of the new Testament, yeah. uh, was originally written in biblical, in, in uh, biblical Greek. The yeah. uh, name for the Greek is called a uh, koine, meaning common. So right. it's like, uh, English kind of length, like, the uh, it's a modern we day. We would call it broken English. We would call it broken English kind of, I guess. Yeah. Broken English, you yeah. know, with some slang, some, yeah. you know, all of that. It's just the regular Greek of the time. Yeah. And so it is, um, learning in that setting, uh, mm -hmm. of the language, mm -hmm. exactly how Jesus spoke to his disciples, to his. Yeah. Uh, followers to the the Pharisees, and there are also some things in there, like um, I'm I'm not sure if you know, like at the end of the the Gospel of Matthew, mm -hmm. uh, Jesus uh, rises from the dead. He mm -hmm. uh, goes with his disciples to yeah. the um to the mountain before yeah. he ascends, and he gives a grand message saying, you know, go out into the world and make disciples in the name yeah. of the Father, the Son, yeah. yeah. Actually, that that phrase you know go out into the world yeah it isn't a it's not an imperative it's not a commanding phrase like yeah. you know on go to your room like your mother would, yeah. would tell you yeah it's not it's not that but yeah. it is you know while you're in the world doing these things in my mm -hmm. name you know healing people from this and that uh you know, just incorporate these things into your daily life and make sure that you you share it and da 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 da. But it's not a, you know, do this right now. It's not a command. Go. And mm, so you know, mm. like that that verse, that phrase. Yeah. I can't quote it right now. Like end of Matthew. Yeah. Maybe Matthew like twenty six, twenty seven. But it is that that verse has been used in so many ways to cause. Mm -hmm like a lot of damage over the, the course of history. Like, you know, you have the, the crusades and you yeah. have also 
like in modern times, we have the idea of um, sending people out on missions yeah. to churches, right? And so doing that, you know, go out into the world, proclaiming the name of the gospel in the name of the, the Father, the Son. And yeah. it's the idea that you are then, like modern times, you are disrupting the current way that a people live in order mm -hmm. to then, you know, like push this message of Jesus yeah. onto them rather than having them, you know, embrace it in an organic way so that yeah. it is slowly assimilated into their way of being rather than yeah. it just being, you know, pushed onto them, you're thrown into the deep end kind of thing. Yeah. So learning the Greek, it allows you to read the Bible in a way that causes you to think about things rather than just reading it passively. Yeah, I'm with you. Do you know what? We're going to have to speak off mic as well on this because that's something that I'm, I'm, I've not, I've not even, I'm not even going to try and claim I've, I know anything about it. And this is why I'm interested. And the reason why I'm really interested is, uh, and, and I'll tell you for why right now, just before I jump on this podcast and pretty much for the last uh, day, I'm trying to get my phone up now. Um, I've just been on an audible. So, so I'm into a load of uh, manifestation um a lot of um uh, spiritual stuff and and helping my, my mind yeah. body and soul so i've been listening to dr Dwayne wire uh wishes fulfilled um so he's he's one of the best at um, the, the law of attraction basically uh, and he was quote what you was just talking about now he was talking about that the written word and he was talking about the written word as you were saying saying obviously back then it's it's this and it's hard to decipher and it's great that you just spoke you just basically just deciphered it and, and you articulate it in such a great way uh and then and then also i'm you know i'm i'm, I'm a big believer of i am that i am and yeah. that, that saying and just the way that that's kind of been misunderstood by so many people um and not really taken really um what actually could mean uh, again different podcasts for that but uh, but it's just yeah. it, it's just really really interests me what what you're into and yeah we we definitely need to we definitely need to keep in contact we definitely need to speak some more about that because because I'm, I'm into that because i bought a, a recently bought um the, the book of life not to show for the book of life the oh the it's right over there and i'm not going to go off camera to get it um it's um it's uh, judaism uh, again uh, i don't i don't me personally don't follow any religion but i'm just looking to different kind of books spirituality and just just gaining and enhancing my, my knowledge my, and the wisdom as well uh, yeah. But yeah the, the book of creation sorry it's called okay uh, yeah yeah book book of of kind of yeah yeah so so i'm i'm bit i've been reading a, a lot of more stuff around around that as well so it's it's really interesting i i love all, i love all that stuff um just just basically the way that the the written word has changed so much so when we hear a word back in the in the old testament or or in a different kind of um spiritual sorry um uh, book um a godly book is it's always misinterpreted because when yeah. a lot of people are thinking about oh it must mean this because it means that now no it could mean something completely different you know because mm -hmm. the, the english language has, has changed so much even if you look at it over the last 60 years it's changed huge um and then you know if, if you're talking about a completely different language as well 
um, you know, look look at the um, you know um, Mandarin or a different language like that, where it's just literally um, yeah paintings it or changes. pictures. Yeah, yeah. so. Yeah. So it's 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 you know when when we're deciphering something, we just need to be careful with with a word. But like you said, people can mould it into um, to manipulation to get their own sort of sort of um, power from it. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. I just thought this. Uh, no, 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 that, that's perfectly <laughs> fine. Yeah, and also the um, like the main reason that I took it was because it was a part of my um, my curriculum. Mm-hmm. I, I grew up on a on a Christian. Uh, based curriculum. Yeah. Um, I, I currently I live on a uh, on a farm. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And so it's um, it was a part of my my instruction. But also, um, n- since knowing Greek, I have found that whenever you know someone on the internet, you know they they quote a scripture, they miss then that they take a scripture out of context. Yeah. Um, like one of the main things that, like, if you take a look at the Greek, you can see that, you know, the Auton over here doesn't mean himself, but he's referring to uh, the man with the withered hand. And you can see that the the correlation between the two. And so then it goes into more like explanation mm-hmm. of it, like a, like a word study is what it is. Yeah. And um, another scripture, another, actually, there are like two verses that I found. Yeah. Uh, recently, I had to um, last semester. Mm-hmm. I did a it was a translation of um, the the Gospel of Matthew. Oh wow! And um, in chapter eight, uh, there were the two like very interesting things that I found in there. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. the The first thing was the um, Jesus's encounter with the uh, Roman centurion. Mm-hmm. And um, when, and also the idea of faith and Jesus' encounter with the Roman centurion, it was about his his servant who was sick, who was at his house, who um, he needed to be healed. Uh, he approaches Jesus and says, heal my servant. Jesus said, let's go to your house. The guy says, no, just say a word and he'll be healed. Yeah. Jesus turns to his disciples and says, you know, I have yet to encounter this faith from anyone in Israel. And Jesus turns back to the centurion and says, you know, your servant is healed. Go home and you'll be healed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the word that is used there for, for servant, it um, it's very interesting. It refers to, I had to do like a, took hours to do this, like a really like intense study on that word. Um, and it was actually referring to a consensual relationship between two men. Right, okay. So, it, yeah, so it was uh, talking about homosexuality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A kind of, um, you know, so- in a soft way. Soft way, yeah. And so, yeah, and so it was very funny to see that <clears throat> if you have that perspective on it if you yeah. like, do the research on the word and how it fits into the context you can see that this guy is talking about <clears throat> excuse me his, his his lover who's over and is at his house who is dying yeah and he needs his help he approaches jesus and he's like maybe 
you don't have to come into my house if you think that I I'm weird, I'm deviant. Yeah, yeah. They don't don't come into my into my environment. You know, yeah. just just say a word like you know, you know, Ray be healed, and then he'll be yeah. healed. And yeah. so it's the idea of Jesus being accepting to all. Yeah. Um, and not being, you know, you're with me, you're against me. Um, if you believe in this, this, and this, you're my mm-hmm. disciple. If you don't, you're not. Yeah. Um, and so that was one of the things in Matthew 8 that I encountered that was really uh, interesting. Um, and that I'm so sorry for like taking up all of this kind of of, of time. No, no uh, don't be so sorry. Yeah. This this is just natural, and this is what I love to hear. Um, th- th- honestly, this you, you you can see the smile on their face. Uh, this really interests me. This and the next thing I was going to talk about, and it's still on this kind of the same topic as well. Is like um, I can't remember who mentioned this as well, but someone was talking about the the, the scriptures or um, the various you know, Old Testament, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's basically like. Um, CNN or Fox News it's all yeah. documented it's all documented in there and so it's literally you know people a lot of people well not a lot of people but some people may think you know, it's a load of rubbish it's this it's that but no it's literally just like having today's Fox News or CNN on and having it stored and recorded like us watching the news or TV and just going through it. But obviously then didn't have that kind of technology. So it had to be put down in the scriptures. So if, if yeah. you want to, if you want to properly learn the history of what, what's happened. And again, this is why I'm, I can't get a smile off my face for, for someone like you, where you've actually gone and learned the language <laughs> to kind of decipher it and understanding it in its purest form that's the best way to, to understand what was happening all those thousands of years ago. And I bet you found some interesting nuggets in there as oh, well. Yeah. About... <laughs> yeah. And then the, um, I, I'm, I'm going to say this and then um, we can continue on with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing is the, um, the idea that uh, your level of faith is is paramount to like your spiritual success kind of idea and that is the instance where um uh where jesus is asleep in the boat and uh there's a great storm and his disciples have to you know rouse him up to wake him and to get him to calm down the storm Mm -hmm. um and like in that instance there's an exchange between jesus and um and one of his disciples and what uh what like the common translation is uh ye little faith like are you guys so foolish that you cannot like do this yourselves and then Mm -hmm. jesus you know says to the wind and the waves you know shut up yeah you know but um the word that is used there the for little faith Mm -hmm. uh there is no again there is no indication that it had to be used in a derogatory fashion yeah simply could have been like you have a little faith, ah. use it, use yeah. a little faith to accomplish yeah. this big thing. And then that also is consistent with his idea of um, his parable of, you know, the, if you have faith, the size of a mustard seed, a tiny little like speck yeah. of dust, yeah. you can move mountains. Yeah. And so it's the idea of both a Jesus who is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and also the idea of a message of you have a little faith. I love that. I love that. Yeah. 
yeah so that that's all that wow. i wanted to, to to share with you like in terms of learning greek but, yeah, i, I really, really love that yeah that what you just said then is literally makes so much more sense now because why would they be belittling people but pe people use that as like a derogatory term when they talk to yeah. someone you have a little faith but really it's something that's positive you know you've got a little bit of faith you can use it but they've yeah. taken that small snippet what you just said and yeah you know, millions of people use it around the world because i've i've even used that saying yeah, yeah, yeah i've used that saying um or believe it I've, i'm sure i would have at one point i said to some of you have a little faith but it's taken really out of content like you said that that's absolutely amazing that's absolutely amazing yeah. that yeah, and so it's amazing how the language, once you learn it, mm -hmm. there, I mean, like the idea of, of having doubt, it doesn't, like, for me personally, it doesn't mm -hmm. exist anymore. Mm. Because then you can take more of a, um, an analytical approach to the scripture rather than yeah. having a uh, simple, you know, emotional feeling of the scripture mm -hmm. that touches you in a way yeah i mean i had that as well but also yeah. like having that you know i can read it i can understand it and taking it word by word and figuring out how it applies to me yeah. because i'm different than you are i'm different mm -hmm. than you know my mother my father my siblings yeah and it is how it applies to to me that matters to me mm -hmm. but then there are also some core tenets in there like you know um love God, love, love God with all your mind, heart, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Like that mm -hmm. is, you know, for everyone. Yeah. And so there's some things in there that are meant to be, to touch you personally, but the mm -hmm. other things in there that are meant to touch everybody equally. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. that. That's just amazing. That is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So sorry for taking you off. Off oh, no. I, I know, I know you've got a gym, but I just want to learn more about that. When, when you mentioned that, it's, you know, I, I love it because, I, you know, go, going back uh, when I was a kid as well, I used to love all the Greek mythology when it came to Easter time. For me, it wasn't, it wasn't about the Easter eggs. It wasn't about the chocolate. It's about watching all these um, programs like Jason the Argonauts and Sinbad and, and Greek mythology and stuff. And I just, just loved it. And now, uh, at my, my older older age now, I'm slowly going to get into it in terms of learning learning the word and just find out. That's why, like I said, uh, at another time we need to, we need to have a conversation. Yeah, yeah, I'd absolutely love to do that. Perfect, perfect. So yeah, shoot, uh, you know, I'm not taking you off topic. I'm we're literally uh, probably running out of your time. So let, yeah. let me know which <laughs> where you want to go. Uh, <laughs> okay, let me think. Um... Well, what, what are you okay. think then, if, if, if you're thinking, and what, what are your thoughts, and, and this is on, on a bit of a spiritual side, what are your thoughts about uh, energy, frequency, and vibration? Because some, some may say uh, that we are just energy vibrating on, on a certain frequency. Uh, energy, thoughts, and vibration. Um, I believe that um, coming from my, my Christian perspective, yeah. Um, you know, everything is, as long as you are, you have given your life over to Jesus. And that yeah. means uh, you have said the believer's prayer, Lord, let yeah. me, um, that you, I allow you into my heart to 
to live and to and to thrive and to grow in me both physically and spiritually. Mm-hmm. I believe that your son Jesus died on the cross to remove my sins. Mm-hmm. And I also believe that um, you, God and the Holy Spirit, um, are working continuously to make me a better human being and also a better follower of you. So it's the idea of I believe in then the Holy Spirit, and I believe that the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. um, is the one that that gives you, like you talk about energy and vibrations. Yeah, um, I think that the Holy Spirit is like your inner subconsciousness that you yeah. believe. Yeah, like whenever you are slowly going off to sleep, and then you have mm-hmm. a thought, "Oh, mm-hmm. I forgot to go turn off the stove." <laughs> yes, and then. Yeah, like that's the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Like, I'm it, with yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, and it happens for both because, um, like you know, being part of a church community, you see people who who come and they go, um, both believers and non-believers, mm-hmm. um, Christians and non-Christians, and you, and yeah. you see the, how the Holy Spirit both talks to people who who believe in the Holy Spirit and both people mm-hmm. who don't believe. Yeah, in the Holy yeah. Spirit. So it's not. The Holy Spirit just doesn't talk to people who, you know, believe in Jesus and instead of mm-hmm. believe his prayer. Mm-hmm. But the Holy Spirit also talks to people who who don't believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that as well. Yeah, it's it's um it's one of those things where if if you tuned into it, uh, I, I I believe it. You know, it, it can be something that you feel a lot more like like with anything. You know, if if you tune yeah. into something like if you know if tune into this this channel here now uh whatever a radio station then you're going to hear a lot clearer than than if you're kind of like halfway between between one station and another but yeah um so hopefully i've given you time to think about what what to ask but yeah i'm so sorry for taking you off off topic i'm so sorry you know it's all it's all good it's all it's all jesus (laughs) oh man ah i mean okay so um uh last question Arn. um yeah if you had the ability to send a worldwide text, what would your message be? Oh, wow, good question. Um, worldwide text to everyone. There's so many things I can think about, but the first thing I'm gonna think about is, um, it's none of your business what other people think about you, if that makes sense. So the reason why I would send out a, um, message it's none of your business what other people think about you is i'm coming from the creator side in terms of someone creating or being a producer of um social media so someone who is going to start a blog start a youtube channel and start showing up more on instagram or linkedin or tiktok the first thing that comes into someone's mind is oh what's someone going to think oh someone's going to say i talk funny or don't look right or i'm too dark or i'm not dark enough or my hair's not right you know simply it's, it's none of your business what people think about you just do it so it would be it's none of your business what people think about you just do it you know just just get on with it um but there could be so there could be so much more things that i could say um but that that's what i would do you know just just do it just just enjoy um another one could i know you've asked this one but another one that i love is just you know just have fun along the way that's that's one thing i always say just have fun along the way yeah 
Well, Arn, this has been a wonderful conversation. Thank you so likewise, much for likewise. being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. And if anyone wants to find me, you can just Google my name on Arn Terry. Uh, I'm on literally Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Facebook. Uh, and I've obviously got my own um, um, program on there on how to turn your passion into profit. So please find me on, on social media platforms. I'd be happy to, to walk you through my, um, through my um, digital course. Okay. Sounds wonderful. Arne Terry, thank you so much for being on the Black Gold Podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Black Gold Podcast. Please subscribe and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow the show on Instagram at the Black Gold Pod in order to be updated about new episodes each week. In order to listen to incredible and inspiring stories, please go to the Black Gold Podcast website and make a donation so the stories of these incredible and amazing people will be waiting for you each and every week so that you may be inspired and become an inspiration to someone else. If you want to stay updated on the podcast, or be in the know with the various things that I'm up to, you can sign up for the MTY Midweek Newsletter. When you sign up, you'll get access to a weekly email every Wednesday with behind the scenes of the podcast and other projects that I am currently up to. So make sure to visit blackgoldpod.com and sign up for the MTY Midweek Wednesday newsletter below. Mm-hmm.